you know, then I went into high tech, lost uh, lots of money on the, the dot-com crash. And that's when I realized that I want to be more in control. I had a lot of money invested in, in working for companies. It was very exciting to work in the high-tech field, obviously, with uh, you know, all the stock option and everything. But after I lost all that money in 2001, I thought, I want to be in control. I want to, and that really focused me on passive income and said, this is what I'm going to do now. Welcome to the InvestNest Real Estate Investing Show, a community for real estate investors to learn, network, and grow. Be sure to join the InvestNest.com and start learning and earning today. What's up, everybody? This is Travis Murphy, your host of the InvestNest Real Estate Investing Show, podcast number 15. We've got another great invest guest lined up this week. Eric Martell is going to join us to discuss his real estate investing portfolio and his turnkey rental business. But before we start that, I want to remind everybody to check out the investnest.com, create your free investor profile, network with other members on the site, check out our articles and blogs, and create your own real estate investing blog. We're also on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at the investnest. And if this is your first time listening, the investnest real estate investing show is a weekly podcast where we have guests join us to discuss all things real estate investing, from house flipping, to rental properties, all the way up to multifamily syndication. So hit that subscribe button and be sure not to miss out on any of our future shows. And now let's welcome our guest. All right, Eric, welcome to the show. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for inviting me, Travis. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself, what it is you do and, and the type of investing that you're involved with? Yeah, sure. So uh, yeah, I bought my, maybe kind of like, uh, if we go back a little bit, kind of like where I got started in, uh, in real estate and then kind of like what I why I'm doing what I'm doing now is that I, I purchased my first apartment building when I was 18 years of age. Um, I was still at university at the time. And then, um, you know, I went, but when I bought that apartment building, it was not a grand plan to achieve financial freedom. Uh, it was really uh, because I had met a mentor, somebody that was a real estate investor. And uh, we, you know, we can go into more details if you want, uh, but uh, it was very interesting and because he was there then i said okay let me just uh i'll just do this 18 years old and it's like okay that's that's something to do and uh so i bought an 18 8 unit apartment building and uh, that was cash flowing no money down because that's exactly the amount of money i had <laughs> and uh so you know and that that was pretty good that was my first experience and that really showed me at that point that it was possible for me to uh, make money without working the nine to five. Uh, but I was working as an actuary, I was studying as an actuary, I graduated and worked as an actuary for a consulting actuary for a while. And then, um, you know, then I went into high tech, lost uh, lots of money on the, the dot-com crash. And that's when I realized that I want to be more in control. I had a lot of money invested in, in working for companies. It was very exciting to work in the high tech field, obviously, with uh, you know all the stock option and everything. But after I lost all that money in 2001, I thought I want to be in control. I want to, and that really focused me on passive income and said, this is what I'm going to do now. And did all kinds of different businesses, uh, a gourmet sauce company, a catering business, low-carb grocery stores and whatnot. Uh, so all kinds of different businesses. And then uh, I ended up uh, 
going back to to real estate investing at that point. And invent, I had my two sons, actually one of my younger son came to me and said, I want to do real estate investing. And I said, okay, well, that kind of threw me back to when I was 18 years old. And then I said, okay, well, let's, let's look at that again. Let's see what, uh, how we're going to do this in California and all of that. And uh, so, yeah, so that's kind of how we got started, got started with, um, try to do some flips here, try to do commercial and really trying to find our footing, find the best strategy for the resources that we have. And then really did a lot of tweaking and, and all of that until we finally uh, ended up uh, finding like uh, rental properties and look for rental properties that were cash flowing out of state. And our first rental properties was actually uh, in Memphis, Tennessee. And uh, I actually went to see it. I just I actually arrived from yesterday. I was in uh, in Memphis. I was in Memphis uh, this yeah. last weekend. And um, yeah, so just uh, that's kind of how we got started. One single family home and uh, bought it, distressed, rehabbed it, rented out. And uh, so yeah, so that's kind of how we got started. Very cool. That first- Very cool. That's quite that's quite the journey. So you said that was an eight yeah. unit, an eight unit that you bought when you were eighteen. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Very cool. And then you went on and it sounds like you're quite the entrepreneur. You started several other businesses and had other business endeavors. And then you ultimately found your way back to real estate. Yes. So you're, you do real estate investing full time. Is that pretty much your your main focus? And and what is it that you, that's what I do now. Okay. And what is it that you guys do? What's your, what would be your specialty or if you could. So we're, we're a single family turnkey rental provider. So uh, we buy distressed properties. We, we renovate them, we rent them out and then we uh, sell them to uh, investors, uh, new and experienced uh, who people who are looking to build a passive income portfolio, achieve financial freedom or retirement or early retirement. And uh, yeah, we just put everything together and then they just like, it's turnkey. So it's cash flowing from day one. There's already a tenant in place and then we, uh, you know, they can get started right away. Awesome. Awesome. So that's, that's truly a real estate investing business that you guys have going on. You, yeah, you pretty right. much, you guys do the, the leg work and the heavy lifting. And um, I would imagine you have a network of investors lined up or oh, yeah. potential investors lined up that maybe don't have the time necessarily to go out and do what it is or the expertise that you have to go be able to do what you do, but they've got money that they want to invest and perhaps diversify exactly. from their typical portfolio and uh, you can make that happen for them. So yeah, that's, a, exactly. that's really cool. That's a lot of good stuff there. I want to ask you a few questions about how that works. Um, finding the properties. Do you go through on-market properties typically? Do you work with wholesalers? Do you guys direct, uh, you know, contact homeowners directly? How does that work for the most part? Yeah, so uh, we buy about, uh, you know, we we do 10 houses per month. So uh, our goal this wow. year is about, last year we did 85 single family rentals. Um, so right now our target for this year is about 100, about 100. Our, Initially, before coronavirus, it was 120, but I think we're going to be around 100 this year. And um, so, yes, we, we buy from everywhere. So we buy from NLS, we buy from pocket listing from agents, we buy from wholesalers. Um, so, yeah, that's, we buy from a- anybody that uh, brings us a deal. I mean, we're going we're gonna to look at it and, uh, 
you know so that that's yeah. when you buy that kind of volume you can't just rely on one source so you sure. can hit them all yeah you know? that's a lot of volume and I, I would imagine you guys have a reputation by this point of the people that you work that bring you your potential um, homes right. to buy they know that you guys are going to take it down you're serious you have the ability to take it down and equally as and equally as important as important as having the the back end buyers lined up so that you guys aren't sitting with inventory, mm-hmm. um, and I would imagine that took some time to build up a network. But where did where did you where would you say is a place to start building a network of potential buyers like that, or how well, did I, you guys get your list? Yeah, so exactly. So I think the the biggest thing is uh, is social media. Uh, definitely. I mean, uh, we are, and this is why we are on the podcast. That's why I have a YouTube channel. I also, uh, write articles for different, like for Forbes, uh, Forbes and, uh, business and uh, disrupt magazine and stuff like that to kind of like be, uh, become the expert in, in real estate and be seen as the expert in real estate in turnkey rentals. So that way we have a lot of people that are approaching me and my sons and, uh, wife to kind of like, Hey, I'm interested in that. I'm, I'm interested in, uh, I'm tired of working nine to five. I want to kind of think about retirement a little bit, or maybe retire early. So then they contact us and then we add them to our list. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, yeah. And we also have articles on our website. We have a blog, obviously, uh, uh martelturnkey.com. So there's like a, a blog in there where we write a lot of articles and explain why we're doing this and uh, how they can leverage our expertise to build their own passive income portfolio. Awesome. So obviously we talked about how you find the properties and then how you unload them. There's a lot of meat in between there. That's the yep. part, that's the hard work where a lot of the hard work takes place. If you're doing over a hundred plus properties a year, you must have quite an operation going. Is it yep. just you and your family? Do you have project managers? Is it in-house labor mostly, or do you guys subcontract a lot of stuff out? I mean, that's almost like a, that's almost like a home improvement con- uh, contracting business in, a, in mm-hmm. of itself right there. Yeah. What, is, what so does that we, look like? Yeah, so our core is really, uh, we have eight people at the core, uh, eight, eight employees, eight, eight people part of the company. Then the rest, the property management company, I mean, we're doing it in Memphis and Cleveland. Uh, so we have a property management company that uh, is a third party, third mm-hmm. part property management company. So they, they handle that piece of it. We're very tightly integrated with these uh, these companies because we uh, we take them on. We take the, they, we add the properties to their portfolio. We manage with them, and uh, so there's a bunch of integrations, uh, sure. like you know, and communication that we have to do with them, as well as with the contractors. So we have a number of third-party contractors that we're dealing with. Uh, in in Cleveland, for example, we have about 10, 10 contractors. Uh, in Memphis, we have you know three contractors that uh, that we're working with and uh, so that's kind of how we we do that and then we have uh, for each of these uh, region we have somebody that is on the ground kind of managing and coordinating all mm-hmm. of that um so um, so we have one one in cleveland that he has he's building a team uh, of his own to kind of like manage all of that and then kind of go around and make sure he manage all the contractor and then uh, my son is actually, my, my younger son is actually in Memphis right now. Uh, and he's, uh, he's going to be handling um, the operations on the ground there. So all the coordination that's going to happen with the contractors and the uh, property management company. Awesome. Yeah, I talk a yeah. lot about uh, having a team in place, you know, whether it's a realtor, property manager, contractor, 
because those really are like partnerships. It's got to work for everybody. Exactly. So yeah. if it's not working for the contractor, it's not going to work for you guys and, and vice versa. So everybody does need to pull together. And that's smart having uh, an actual person on your in-house person on your team in yeah. those markets to really kind of pull those pieces together. That's right. You know, and that, and that gives people that gives, that allows the ability to invest and do all sorts of things out of state. When you've got those pieces in place, mm-hmm. um, and those, those key partners in place, especially if you yeah. have somebody on the ground in that market to pull it all together. Yeah. I mean, that allows you to do a lot of, a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, do that's you guys- exactly true. That's exactly true because I, and this is when, when we decided to, to go out of state, you know, so in 2001, I actually wanted to show the dot com crash and I say, OK, well, I want to do passive income. I still had some money left over after the crash. And I said, OK, well, I want to invest it in real estate. And actually, I think even before that, I was looking before the crash, I was actually looking to uh, to buy apartment buildings in California, where I lived in the San Francisco Bay Area. And. Um, but I looked in in, uh, in California, and it really I couldn't find anything. It was kind of like you know three hours away to find something that would cash flow. And at that time, I, I didn't want to drive three hours, and I hadn't, uh, you know, that I, in 2001 there was no iPhone with uh, yeah. cameras and videos <laughs> and stuff like that. People, we often forget, right? I mean, it, you know, yeah. we think that this these iPhones and then DocuSign and electronic signature and stuff like that have been there for like oh, yeah, 20 20 year, years ago and stuff like that. These are very recent. These, mm-hmm. these, uh, this, and these tools are critical to enable us to go uh, out of state. So when we decided to go out of state, this is when we said, okay, what are the resources that we need in order for this strategy, out of state turnkey or out of state rental properties, for that strategy to be, uh, to be successful? So well, we we had some money. We need. We knew that we needed some a team on the ground, somebody that would coordinate that we would be able to coordinate with that would be highly uh, you know that would be able to interact with us very quickly and um, so that's that's when we started looking at that we looked at realtors with a property management company people that were highly responsive and uh, they knew the business that we were we were doing and yeah. there, there are not that we were very lucky to find the, the individuals that we have and the teams that we have um, but yeah, I mean, they're, they're out there. You have yeah. to look for them. Yeah. And, uh, ha- that can be half the battle. A lot of the time, finding the oh, right, yeah. finding the right partners, finding the right people to partner with. But I mean, yeah. it, it means so much to being successful. Uh, I guess you guys do have a quite, quite an operation. It sounds like how long mm-hmm. did it take from when you rebounded after the, um, the dot-com crash and then some of your other endeavors to when you went back into real estate, how long did it take you to build up to the point where you guys are now? Yeah, so it took about four years. So we started five years now. So um, yeah, so that's how long it took to to get there. We a uh, couple of years before that, we were trying to do kind of the, the flip, as I mentioned. We tried to do uh, wholesaling in California. We tried to do commercial. We had a, a big building in, uh, in downtown uh, San Francisco that uh, that we you know we had under contract and we had the. Uh, we tried to put the, all the funding together for all of that and that fell through. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's, uh, so it took really like four years for us to get to where we were uh, with my, uh, my older son was uh, kind of like leading, leading the, the charge. Uh, I was working full time at the time and I was in the evenings and weekends. I was like uh, 
uh, working with my son, uh, sons in the, in the business and stuff like that. And, but all the, all the grant leg work, all the, the grunt work, my, uh, my sons have done, have done that all the calling for all the realtors and finding the realtors and all that. So that was, uh, that's helpful. There's a lot of work. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. And this is when we, we look at that and we say, again, I'm, I'm going back to my, I, I do this because it's a try. It's kind of a triangle for me. Like it's uh, I have a strategy alignment triangle in, in my book. And then basically at the tip, you have the strategy and then you have the, the resources is another point of the triangle that is critical when you're working full time. And I was working full time uh you know and in fact more is probably more than full-time i was uh i was work a project manager working on you know very critical project in the healthcare uh industry and um i was working a lot of hours as a consultant and um if i didn't have my son one of my key resources at time was time constraints i couldn't go and invest out of state i wouldn't have been able to do that I would have bought turnkey rental properties at the time if I hadn't had my son. Right. So, uh, but with, because my son was hundred percent available and he was eager to, to work on that. And I had my other son who was a realtor as well. And then they were kind of both working on that. So I had, I had the time on my side. I had two uh, key people on my team that were, you know, able to push forward as yeah. I was working full time. And eventually my sons actually told me that okay i can i can get out of my nine to five now there's enough uh, revenue there's enough thing going on right now it's time to and i time to get out of the the nine to five and i did that last year that's awesome that's that's yeah. quite a team when you're able to work with yourself yeah. like that that's that's a that's a great team and everybody pulling oh, yeah. for, for each other and that triangle you're talking about it's almost like the point is the focus of where you want to go and the other points behind it below it are almost like the foundation that you need to put in place in exactly. order to have that stability and that structure in place to achieve that that key goal that you're after that's right um, and the goal is really to tweak all of that to tweak that so at the top you have the strategy then on the on one other point of the base is the resources so that's your time commitment your your money and all of that and then at the other point of the triangle at the bottom is the market so what where are you going to invest that where can you find these opportunities that uh that will help you achieve your strategy and reach your goal yeah very cool very good that's a good way to that's a good way to put it for people that are mm -hmm. visual out there it's a good way to visualize visualize yeah. it so you you talked about a lot of different things though you it's you guys have your your turnkey investing yeah. um company but you mentioned um apartment buildings you, it sounds like you've checked all the boxes you've you've kind of gone through the list of of real estate investing endeavors and found the niche niche that yeah. works for you guys found what you guys do well do you ever retain any equity when you sell it to your investor or do you keep some for yourselves do you guys have a portfolio of your own that provides you guys passive income because it sounds like a lot of what you guys are doing is more transactional income mm -hmm. and yes. you guys somebody's you guys are working for it it's a job more or less uh but mm -hmm. do you guys keep some for yourselves to have that uh, stability that's provided with passive income of your own yeah yeah so we have our apartment buildings that uh, that we rely on for for passive income uh, but my my two sons are young too so they uh, you know it's not like oh I, 
we're gonna they're gonna sit there 25 years old and 23 years old i mean they're not ready to sit at the beach <laughs> they gotta do and something like and, and i won't let them yeah you know? <laughs> so um so i mean they want to work they want to they want to grow the company and all of that and uh so yeah so we, we're doing that but we we are accumulating we started actually with single family rental our first one as i mentioned we bought in memphis and then we had we bought a few more and all of that and then initially we were not even thinking of doing a turnkey rental business that was not our goal our goal was to build a passive income portfolio and um but as we were doing this um accumulating properties and all of that so people our friends and family started asking us like what what are you guys doing you know this is a we, we always did a lot of different types of businesses so it was not unusual for them you know what are what are the martels up to what are you doing and yeah. then so they would ask us and say oh we're doing this and so what well in memphis who invests in memphis <laughs> wow you know and um so yeah so that's kind of how we got started and then then they were more and more people were interested and uh, and so then then we said oh maybe we we need to kind of help other people we need to to turn this into a, a business but initially yeah that was not our intention uh, we just happened to to come upon this yeah i mean that's that's really cool because i mean yeah. you know it, real estate investing in, in itself has a lot of intrigue to it you know it, it, ca it captures a lot of people's interest right off the bat you know yeah. if somebody hears of a friend or family in real estate investing it's it's always a great topic of conversation people are always curious ab about it and yeah. what you guys are doing it sounds like you've found a way to do what you do well which is find these um you know distressed properties get them rent ready sell them for transactional income that not only allows you guys to you know to live comfortably or, or live live pay your bills but i would imagine you also roll some of those proceeds into your multifamily investments right. for yourself that that provide more of that stability and passive income um and i know you do a lot of i know you do speaking you've got a book out and i know you stress a lot of the the importance and value that a real estate investing in the passive income that it provides can bring compared to like your traditional 401k and uh, retirement plans what, what are what are some of the benefits that you see that real estate provides compared to the more traditional retirement that so many Americans out there rely on? So technically there is, there's nothing wrong with the 401k. It's a great way to save money and uh, you know, that's tax deferred and all of that. Uh, but it really depends on how this money is invested right now. I mean, the stock market is up and uh, you know, times are great. Um, maybe the stock market is going to go down, uh, you know, in, and then if you decide to, to retire at that point, then what's going to happen with your retirement? So, um, the key and what people don't forget is so they save, save, save money. And then, but then they don't think about, and they don't know, they're not being told how you're going to convert that cash, all that money at the end, when you're ready to retire, how are you going to convert that to a bat, to a stream of income, an annual stream of income? The traditional path that, that they're talking about is annuities. And annuities, the, you know, you can use, if you have 401k right now, just go and look, search for an annuity calculator, and then 
look at how much money you think you're going to have at retirement and then start get, doing the calculation for your annuities. You'll be, you'll be very disappointed by the percentage that you're going to get, uh, the amount of money that you're going to, the return you're going to get on that money. Um, so sometimes it's going to be like as low like as, as 3% if you want to have it indexed, if you want to have a survivorship, if you want to have uh, all these kinds of uh, in, yeah, index I mentioned. So all these things, right? So, so that, and you're going to end up getting only 3% so if you, of, uh, of that money per year. So that, that doesn't make a, a lot of sense. And if you, if you die, if you pass away, then it would, uh, you know, nothing goes back. If the, the two parents, the, you know, pass away, nothing goes to, to their children. You know, so you kind of lose that. You don't have that legacy anymore. Yeah. You work all your life to accumulate $2 million, let's say, to retire comfortably. And then you pass away a couple of years later, but, you know, you didn't get necessarily your $2 million back out of it. Yeah. You know, probably not. So that's one aspect of it. The other, they talk about also kind of like uh, taking away like 4% off your, uh, your assets on a regular basis. So that kind of works if you have a, some uh, a fund that's outside the 401k uh, but uh, because of the 401k you have to extract the money at one point you have to you can't have your 401k until you're 90 years old there's a date at which you have to extract your money uh, but you know so that these are the two main areas that the, they're talking about yeah with real estate investing you have a passive income portfolio a passive income that's coming through that you can start working on right now you have tax benefits, you have appreciation, you have inflation adjustment because the rent keep going up and then you can, uh, as, as every year with inflation and you have a legacy for your children. When you pass away, your properties are actually being uh, you know, passed on to, uh, to your trust and to your children. Yeah. So, you know, you, you hit all, all the different, uh, all the things that were important to me and I suspect are also important to a lot of people out there. Yeah. That, I mean, that was a lot, that's a lot of good stuff. Uh, you touched on a lot of great yes. key points there. I mean, Sorry. It, no, no, that's, it's good. I think just to try to break it down a little bit, you know, a lot of people rely on their financial planner or their financial advisor. They dump it into 401k IRA and they don't really know exactly what goes on behind the curtain or what like you brought up the 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 second stage to that is once yeah. you're ready to have that money drawn out it's going to for the most part be stagnant and it's going to start to dwindle unless you can yeah. find a way to have that money make money for you and you don't necessarily have to wait until that day comes where your you have your your money's forced out you can start to do other things with that money and yeah. real estate doesn't only provide good diversification but the thing that i find it uh, uh, so attractive is whether the 401k or an ira the biggest element to it that i and i don't like as much is that you really don't have any control you know you mentioned mm -hmm. a few headwinds that potentially could cause the markets to go up and down of which you have no say in whatsoever that's right with real estate if you start to skim some money out of away from your 401k or IRA and diversify, not only all the benefits that you just discussed that you get with real estate, but you're also in control of, mm -hmm. of the asset itself, the vehicle, the, the property. So okay. you, you can decide if for some reason, you know, 
the market seems really heated and it's possibly a good time to sell and go liquid because there are some headwinds that may affect the valuation of your properties. You can go liquid very easily. It's, it, you know, you can, you can move the money into cash and wait for another buying opportunity um, mm -hmm. among many other things. Is that one of the, is that one of the advantages that you see with real estate is not only that, you know, it's a good diversification from your traditional retirement plan, but the fact that you more or less can control and have a, a say so in the success of the, of the return you're going to get more so than what you would traditionally. Yeah. So exactly. So, I mean, at least I'm in control, right? I mean, I'm not control, I'm control of the economy. I'm not in control of all these things, but I can control the levers of, uh, of my business to really um, kind of like adjust a little bit, kind of like what, what's going on. What do I see in terms of risk in terms of my business? So just to give you an example. So in uh, last year, everything was great. We we're in growth. Uh, growth plan. We did 85 single family, uh, like turnkey rentals last year. Perfect. And then we set our goals for this year, 120 uh, units. And then of course, you know, we, we work on the, with some, uh, we were planning to move, uh, use a lot of uh, private money lenders for, uh, to fund a lot of these deals and ex and help with the, with our growth. And um, <clears throat> coronavirus hits. Then we kind of look at it and we say, okay, well, what's, what are the risks now? The risk is that, oh, maybe nobody's going to buy the properties. Uh, maybe this is that it's, everything is going to be delayed. Maybe, you know, I, we don't know, but we kind of listed all the different risks that could happen. And then we said, okay, well, based on that information, then I want to be, I want to kind of like mitigate that risk a little bit. So instead of doing private lending, then I'm going to go more joint venture. I'm going to seek investors that are going to share the risk yeah. with me. And then the returns are higher. If things go well, the returns are much higher for them. But if things don't go so well, and instead of selling into in three months, we sell in six months, then we still make some money, but it's not, uh, you know, it's not as bad as me having to pay interest to a private lender. Yeah. No, that's a great way so to this, put it. Right. Yeah, that's yeah. About pulling, so this is pulling. just a real example that, you know, we had to live through and, you know, we have some levers that you can, you can adjust to kind of mitigate the risk and make sure that you make some, some money still. Yeah, that's a great, I was, that's a great way of putting it. You've got the levers to pull. You, you don't have control necessarily of the economy and what the market's going to do, but you're able to pivot based on exactly. whatever information's out there. And that's another cool thing about real estate is the creativity behind it. Like you said, you switched directions from hard money to joint ventures, shared mm -hmm. risk. Um, so you can get very creative with the different types of structure behind whatever investment it is you're doing. Yeah. And not, and we not, actually, we actually never use hard money lenders, so we always use private, private money. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Um, which is a whole nother, we could have a whole nother podcast yeah, on, right. on, yeah. on private money. But uh, so for people that are listening, may hear what you do, and it may sound like a lot, but it, that, that's not necessarily the case. You, you don't have to go out and pull money from your 401k and try to do a turnkey rental business. The great thing is, is that there's companies like you that mm -hmm. allow people to diversify and invest in a rental property that's turnkey and rent ready exactly. to be rented. So what, what do you, what suggestions do you have for people out there that are looking to do just that and want to get more into the real estate mm -hmm. investing side of things? 
So for me, like I would look in terms of strategy, I think the, your number one, everybody's number one goal should be to achieve financial freedom. So this is something that, that is key. This is something that is inevitable. We all want to uh, retire at one point. We always, we're all going to have a period of time that uh, where we're not going to have as much income as we thought we would. And, um, you know, and we probably all want to leave a legacy for our children. So number one is financial freedom. And then find a strategy that works for you based on the time that you have to allocate, the resources that you have. And then for me, the single family, the turnkey rental for single family is, uh, is the best vehicle. It's fairly flexible uh, if, uh, and it's, you can, because you can accumulate uh, you know, one house here, one house per year if you want, or two houses per year. And you can work that up into uh, into a significant portfolio. That um, and um, yeah, so that's that's basically it. As soon as you and you get you get to you have to start this as early as possible because that you're gonna get on top of that on top of the revenue, the cash flow that you're gonna get. You're gonna get tax advantages. You're gonna have you're gonna be able to deduct you know your interest expenses, uh, a lot of uh, depreciation on these properties, and all of that. So, um, yeah. so for all these reasons, I think this is, uh, this is a critical investment. You don't get those things in the, in the stock market. Absolutely. So, I mean, you keep yourself very busy. You've got a book out. Um, mm -hmm. how, how can people find out more about you, learn a little bit more about what it is you do, and if perhaps they're interested in, 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 in getting into real estate investing and finding turnkey rentals, is there a place, place that you might be able to help them out with that? Yeah, sure. So in the, one of the best places to reach out is a book. Uh, it's it's martelleric.com slash book if they want to get my book. So that's the best place. I'm on Facebook, uh, eric.martel.ca on Facebook. So that's another good location to, uh, to get me. Uh, and yeah, I'm, I'm really, uh, I, I'm pretty passionate about, about the financial freedom as your number one goal. So if you need help, if you want to have, uh, if you have any questions and stuff like that, I, I would, I would uh, encourage you to contact me and then we can, uh, I can send you in the right direction. It doesn't have to be necessarily with me. Uh, if you're interested in other markets that I don't have, I mean, I, if I know somebody, I would, uh, I would refer you to the right individual. Awesome. And is that, is that more or less what your, the book you have out is about, about passive income and financial yeah. freedom? Yes, it's really about the, so it's called Stop Trading Your Time for Money. So it's about, it's a how-to guide for the middle class uh, to achieve financial freedom, early retirement, and leave a legacy for their children. Um, so this is, this is pretty much it. And really, a lot of it is about really breaking the barriers to financial freedom. So some of these barriers are about our, um, what is that called, kind of a, our attitude or mm -hmm. our um, mindset. Uh, Mindset, exactly. I'm sorry, I was forgetting the word. Uh, so a lot of it is about that. Some of it is about uh, also organizing, like I was talking about the strategy alignment triangle. So that tool, kind of like, yeah, I want to have achieve financial freedoms. What are the different strategies? So I list all the different strategies and kind of highlight what are the risks and also the time, uh, time requirements for each of these strategies to help you pick the right one based on the resources that you have available. And then, then we can look at the market. I explain how we picked our market and, um, you know, explain the details. I also have like a, a website where I share 
my information, the data that I collected on all, all the MSAs in the United States, all the data, and then you can look at that. And that's actually on investor-list.com if people want to look at that. And you can filter and find the right uh, market for, you, that, for your strategy there. Um, yeah, and then finally, it's about some skills. It's about, uh, you know, how do I look at the financial reports, right? a PNL, a balance sheet, how does that mm -hmm. work? But also cash flow, uh, which is critical in, uh, in my business. And um, yeah, and kind of work from that. And then it's about taking action. So yeah, so my, my book is really kind of like helping you through that whole journey. And, um, and at the end, you want to make you want to make a deal so i i mix you read the book and as you read the book the goal is that by the end you have made a deal you've actually acquired a property to uh, get you closer to your goal very cool yeah i mean cash flow you're right that's any business i think pretty much needs some cat needs cash flow in order to, to survive but all everything you just said you know the taking action the, the have the motivation the mindset that's great because you know you're you're at point A and you have a point B that you're yeah. ready ready to go get. But what you're talking about in the middle of the triangle is how you're going to get there, and mm -hmm. educating yourself, having the knowledge of the different paths that you might be able to take, and what's going to give you the most chance of success. It sounds like a lot of that can be found in your book. So mm -hmm. it sounds yeah. to me like a great read. Um, I could I could go on and talk real estate with you all day. Uh, this is this has been a, a pleasure having you. Uh, I want to thank you thank again. You. It's Eric Martel for joining me. Um, mm -hmm. And before we before we sign off, I want to remind everybody one last time to go check out theinvestnest.com. You can create your free member profile, network with other members, write your own blogs, check out our blogs and articles, and uh, and yeah, go, go check it out. We're also on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at the Invest Nest. And uh, Thanks for joining us today, everybody. We uh, hope you join us again next week. And Eric, again, it's been a pleasure. Thanks so much for joining me on the show. Thank you, Travis. All right, have a good one. Thank you for joining us on the InvestNest Real Estate Investing Show. Be sure to join the InvestNest.com and start learning and earning today.